coming to you live from the studio at USQ, it's the Study Buddy Show! Hello and welcome to another instalment of the Study Buddies show. My name is Tom, I'm here with Corbin, and we are the Study Buddies getting you through towards the end of 2015. Can you believe it's December already, Corbin? I can't. This this year has just flown by. Even just this last semester, just... Just crazy. Absolutely. Of course, uh, in November, having exam block and uh, all of those assessment pieces wrapping up, it's a big time of year for the students who are now either relaxing or well, potentially doing more study over summer or Good maybe looking for jobs free. and internships. Um, and I suppose that's a little bit around why we picked the theme of episode three this month. And we've picked the theme of professionalism because we figure a lot of people are either, you know, picking up shifts at their work over the summer break, or maybe they are looking for that first, well, next step in their career. So, um, Yeah. yeah, all about professionalism here on the study buddies. And we have a really, really big month ahead. Oh yeah. Just, and it's holiday season. It, um, for everyone, it's no doubt a time for family gathering. And then, of course, strain next year, you know, being ready for work, enrollment, everything like that. And then, yeah, over the time, it's really quite important to take note of what's trending in that space, sort of, you know, making sure you're up to date on Seek, um, you know, your local work ads, stuff like that. And especially, I think the biggest thing that you could do today towards ultimately getting down the track to your ultimate dream job would be setting up an account on LinkedIn. Like, there's so many recommendations on that. Like, now, I've you, got LinkedIn, you've got LinkedIn. Just about everyone we work with has got LinkedIn. Do you have a description for those who maybe haven't experienced LinkedIn before? Exactly what LinkedIn is. Oh, imagine Facebook with all of the useless distractions from your work life and professional life cut out. Right. So, so no European holiday photos, no photos of the babies, no people complaining about different bits and pieces. It's just kind of the professional workplace Facebook. Yeah, well, I haven't seen anyone post that sort of stuff yet. It's mainly just stories about the space they work in and that world, um, their achievements, their workplaces achievements um jobs that are coming up jobs they're going for their skills all that professional fun stuff like it's still fun yeah absolutely yeah and, and as you said we both have linkedin accounts and um i think it's a requirement where we work where you have to have a linkedin account and <laughs> yeah. um no it, it's been really fantastic for us i think um just because we've been able to kind of, when we've worked on different projects, we've been able to connect with other people who have been on those projects and expand our network those ways. Um, We're able to join groups. Um, For instance, I follow a radio industry group who always talk about like the trends in industry and they have topical conversations and forums and things like that. So that really interests me. And you're able to have those professional conversations without, say, going out to... Uh, a professional event or something like that. So I know I'm a huge advocate for LinkedIn, as, and as well as that, quite simply, it's it's basically an online resume. You yeah, know, you, I was you, just you put say, down all your skills and everything else, yeah, and it's imagine if could you see that eventually LinkedIn, you know, the paper resume, the paper cover letter gone? Do you do you reckon one day there might be just a complete focus on LinkedIn accounts? It's just send us the link to your LinkedIn account, or we'll search for you. 
bit bat bam. Well, funny thing about that, I um I applied for a certain supermarket um uh, some some years ago, and uh, they the whole process was online. Not a single bit was paper, and uh, they asked for a cover letter, but they didn't ask for a resume. I sent one anyway, but they didn't ask for a resume, and they did an an online background check. Now, this is a really important thing to note as well. Uh, According to a Jobvice survey in 2014, 93% of recruiters will uh, have a look at a candidate's uh, social media profiles and online presence before they decide whether or not they're going to hire them. So that's oh 93% of recruiters. So, I mean, I, I, something that I like to do a lot is I like to Google myself. And it's not just because I'm vain and have an ego, but it's... <laughs> no, I do the same. <laughs> not for that. You just want to check because I did that a while ago. I did a massive clean of like all these weird like forums I was on in like high school with my mates, which is like, I really don't want to have this anymore. But doing a Google of myself now, it's relatively pretty good. You know, I've got my Facebook set to private because that's my personal life. But then I've got my Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn, all that. It's there for anyone who's interested to see that. And even I'm in some um, news articles from like ABC and the Chronicle here in Toowoomba. So I was like, sweet, clean. Did you do a big clean as well? I did. I found some things that I didn't know existed. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> until I went and Googled myself. So, I, look, I can't stress enough. Do go home, Google yourself, and, and, and not just, like, um, it, one name either. So, f- for me, I'm technically, I'm a Thomas, and when I do my, you know, tax returns and things like that, I'm a Thomas, but yes. I much prefer Tom. And so, I had to actually search both because things turn up for both as well. So, oh. I suppose that's another thing to it's remember. like Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, there's this alter ego of me who's also on it, Google, and is... Um, you know, potentially giving me a bit of a bad rep. And somebody else uh, who, you know, will be able to give you a lot more advice than we will later on in the show, Carolyn Ouch, and one of our uh, career practitioners at USQ. She's actually going to be coming in and giving a couple of tips on resumes and what not to do on a resume and what to do on a resume. <laughs> so I'm, I'm really looking forward to that and getting her insight. But yeah, just take it from us, from personal experience. Things like, you know, email addresses and Googling yourself is a must. It's the little things, people. Now, looking back over November, as we mentioned earlier, exams uh, probably was the biggest mm. biggest thing for students over November. It's kind of one of those things that it, it's all consuming you, really. It, it's, uh, it takes, takes up so much of your life. Uh, so oh. congratulations to everyone who's who's made it through. You know, you're, yeah. you're in December now. You're on, you're on the home stretch, whether you're oh. still studying uh, semester three or whether you're, uh, you know, that, that was your last exam block and you're waiting out for results or oh. whatever else. You know, it, it, it's, it's a fantastic feeling, just, isn't it, Corbs? Because that fortnight... You know, even if you've got the one, just the pressure's on because everyone's talking about it. So, just mm. getting out of it is just, yeah, so refreshing. And then, um, yeah, we did send out some exam care packs. Yes. So, if anyone's listening who got that, we hope you've sent us an Instagram with the, the hashtag USQ and stuff like that. Show us that you got and you're enjoying it. And I hope that it made the most of it. And to those who didn't win once, sorry, but we don't have one for everyone. Like, we had hundreds of entry so mm. sorry if you didn't get one but keep an eye out for future ones absolutely so uh and, and as well as that like happening over november we did have uh the phoenix student awards uh so they were given out 
on Toowoomba and Springfield campus. And it's great to see that the students are still getting involved uh, with a whole lot of different activities on campus. So uh, yeah. great to see all of that happening through uh, Phoenix Central. And of course, a Magna Carta lecture. Now, this was something that was very, very intriguing indeed. The Honourable Michael Kirby uh, came, one of the one of the top judges, the oldest uh, serving judge in, in Australia, actually, yeah. came and gave a, a speech at uh, USQ for the Magna Carta. And it was you know, fantastic. And we've got a video coming up uh, through our media services. So keep an eye out for that one uh, on YouTube's channels, but uh, on YouTube's, on USQ's channels, um, as we'll, <laughs> we'll be, we'll be throwing that one up there as well. But, uh, you know, great to see that we, we got out there and, and uh, there was a lot of talk around like sort of human rights and that sort of stuff in the justice system. So, um, yeah, Good very topics. intriguing stuff there. So anybody who is in, uh, interested in law, maybe studying it as well, uh, get involved in that. Now, Speaking of law, I think it's time to lay down the law. Lay it, lay it down. Lay down the law. This next segment. Are you ready to rumble? Place your bets. It's head to head. Now, keeping on the theme of professionalism, we are talking all about uh, man buns. Uh, man buns are a very trendy <laughs> thing these days. Oh dear! Everywhere they are, they are, and and I, I find the the whole concept of the man bun just kind of came out of nowhere, and it's um yeah. We're, now now these you trends you I, I you do have personal experience in this because you have actually been um as you refer to it accused of having a man bun before. I, I'm pretty sure all I did when I had my longer hair with the shaved sides and back is I just tied it back in a traditional ponytail. It wasn't up in a bun. It was a ponytail. <laughs> has anyone has everyone forgotten the ponytail? <laughs> It was a ponytail, I all swear. Right, all right, it's obviously a touchy topic for Corbin now. I just, I'm not a fan of jumping onto trends. So then when someone thought I was, I was like, no. So you had to cut the hair off. This is just how my hair happens to be at the time. <laughs> and now when I'm growing a beard, everyone's like, oh, you're going in with the whole that haircut and beard thing. I'm like, no, uh, this is just the first time being out. You can't win, can my you? My facial hair has started to grow out. It's just a coincidence. <laughs> It's frustrating. <laughs> but we're exploring the man bun with positive and uh, for and against today. Yeah, I, I, I'm very excited to hear what you might have for the against. Um, but if anything, I might kick it off with a little bit of a pro for are man buns Let's suitable in the office environment? I think we need to get to the crux of the argument. Does the length of your hair really determine how well you work? I think we need to look at some scenarios. Mm -hmm. So let, let's imagine Gary. Uh, while typing on his laptop, Gary's hair keeps getting in the way. What's the solution? <laughs> Wrap it up in a man bun. It's out of his face too. Gary, number two, number two. Gary's boss uh, wants her employees to look uniform and uh, the same with similar haircuts. Solution, Gary tells his boss to embrace individualism and respectfully requests uh, to keep his hair or buys clip-on man buns for the rest of the office so that they can all have man buns. Hey, he's definitely a team player. You know, he's offering alternatives. Situation number three. Gary's boss is worried about the unprofessional image Gary gives his company. Solution. Gary nails every task asked of him and it earns Employee of the Month, proving that hair does not make him any less professional. I think what we're trying to find here is that man buns are actually going to make the office more efficient. By those three scenarios, anyway. <laughs> so, 
if that wasn't enough, consider this. Richard Branson's luscious blonde locks have been encroaching his shoulders for years. But has this stopped him becoming one of Australia's most influential businessmen? Didn't think so. And on a side note, I would like to start a petition to see Richard Branson with a man bun. I'm sure he has done it at some stage, you know, (laughs) at the beach or something. Do you reckon? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'd love to find out. Richard Branson, if you are listening to the Study Buddies podcast this month, uh, please let us know or send us through a photo on our Instagram. You can uh, head to usqedu on Instagram and send us a photo of uh, the Branson man, but I'd love to see it. Please. what I'd love to see is your counter-argument why man buns are not suitable for the office environment. You know, I had a good think about this, but, you know, honestly, at the end of the day, my personal opinion definitely reflects with a lot you had to say there. Like, sure, you can nitpick and you can find certain jobs where it would be a problem, like, say, you work on a construction site, a different kind of office, and you can't fit the hard hat on your head right because of the man bun. Maybe then it's time to look at options or something like that. But my personal opinion, really, is that I believe that a person's um, actions and their work and how they treat others is really what defines them as a hardworking employee and as a decent human being rather than necessarily how they look. You know, say necessarily having a, a man bun implying that they've got longer hair, it'll be shaggy or long when it's out. You know, maybe if it's um, filthy, got bugs in it, smells. um, Unintentional dreadlocks. You know, bits (laughs) pointing out here and there, you know, leaving hair everywhere. And I think then we've got a problem. But if it's well kept, well groomed, um, tied back nicely, you know, what's really the problem there? You know, I really feel that, I'm sure it is important to maintain a professional look, but... You know, we're not all robots. It's the 21st century. And how about we listen to what people have to say rather than judging them immediately on how they look. Instead of a for and against, we've got just a for and a for. But (laughs) I I think that conclusively says that man buns should be suitable, at least in the office environment. You do make a very good point, though. You can't fit a hard hat on your head if you've got a man bun on. Yeah, and that that creates problems with health and safety you know which is you know you got to put that first as well but you you know so how someone looks like if they're like imagine someone had a man bun and it had like birds nesting in it (laughs) or it smelled atrocious it's like then like come on mate but you know it's like (laughs) i think i don't think that's just exclusive to man buns i think if anybody has a bird's nest in their hair it's probably (laughs) time to get that checked out examples everywhere (laughs) it's like it's just how you look Like, if you still look nice, it's just your hair. Well, as I said, um, of course, you can get in touch with us on our Instagram account at USQEDU or on our Twitter and use the hashtag USQPodcast and let us know what you think. Do you have a man bun? Do you wear it in the office? Do you get weird looks? Do you, you know, have you been asked to get rid of a man bun before? We'd love to hear from you. Hashtag USQPodcast on Twitter and Instagram. You're listening to the Study Buddies show, and I think it's time for some live music. Please welcome this month's feature artist. As we mentioned before, on this episode, the final episode of the year of the Study Buddies show, we're joined by yet another USQ music student. This time, we're joined by Scott McDade. How are you going, man? Yeah, good. How are you going? 
We're going pretty damn good. We're keen to get this last episode off the ground and onto SoundCloud. Um, bit of background for people at home who aren't familiar with yourself or your music. What can you give us as a bit of a background about you before coming to USQ and I guess a little bit about how it's going so far? Um, before USQ, I was uh, running a, a company in plastering and um, I was pretty miserable. I had a lot of people working with me and, you know, it, it was making good money, but uh, you know, I was just working all the time. I was doing minimum 60-hour weeks every week for five years of my life since I was 19 or 20 years old. And, um, yeah, and I just sort of had a had a really bad split with a girlfriend and was woke up and just thought, I'm miserable, you know. I've, I've got money, I've got cars, I've got... You know all the things that a young bloke would want, but I'm, I'm not really happy, and I tried to work out why, and it was because after about a year of uh, life coaching from my life coach Rose Vince in Melbourne, um, she sort of helped me get down to the core of who I am and who I want to be, and I realised I'm meant to be doing music, and then I sort of yeah everything just started taking off from there. Wow. Were you were you playing music playing music when you were running the plastering company? Well, it's an interesting story. I um, I was playing music. I started guitar when I was sixteen, and you know everyone told me that it wasn't a viable career. Even my school, they cancelled music. They said you can't do music because it's not real. It's a great hobby. Well, what do you want to do for a real job? Oh, <laughs> of course. Um, of course, now I think they're crazy, but you know, back then I thought, well, that's all that anyone knew. There was, I think, there was only like three kids that played guitar in my school. Wow. Um, yeah, it was pretty bad. But um, I, I started doing the apprenticeship, and you know, I think I was still playing. But because you're picking up plasterboard all day, my my hands, I couldn't move my hands because my fingers were so stiff. So I'd try and get on the drums, and I had my garage decked out with amps and stuff, oh, and, and nice. a couch and that. And I tried, but I, I was just so exhausted. And I'd get back at night, I'd leave before the sun was up, and um, eventually, running the company, the more the business demanded, it just kept on demanding more. The more I gave to it, the more I gave up on myself and what I wanted. Um, so I stopped. Um, playing guitar for like it just started gathering dust and sitting there you know uh, it was that's why I was miserable I think sure tell us a little bit about the uh, the transition to USQ so when you like you made the move up from Melbourne um so my father left my mum when I was three weeks old or the other way around she left him and um I went up with an adoptive father when I was 18, who I met in Melbourne. And I was living with him for a bit, but then he shifted up to Queensland, his hometown, and I was telling him about my business, saying, look, I'm doing music again. I've been doing it for a year or so, and I just can't get enough time. The more, like, the business is starting to demand all my time again, I just can't keep up, and the cost of living so much, and, you know, I've got this German shepherd. I can't go back home. Um, And he said come up here. And I gave it about 10 minutes thought and I went, yup. <laughs> and I packed my car. I built a box that I they put on my car because I couldn't fit all my stuff in it. <laughs> Sold half my stuff, gave the rest to Salvos, 
packed this box full of like it was just wobbling around on the road and had my dog in the front seat of the car this big german shepherd and drove all the way up to to clifton which is a little country town there's only a thousand people or something in it um maybe five i don't know um and yeah lived there for the year and was working away and probably three months into living there i've gone i can't do this i can't just sit at home and play guitar and, and be a bum you know what happened? I need to get better because what I'm doing right now isn't worth money. Um, so I can't live. I can't do this as a job. And I thought, for some reason, I, I'm a high school dropout. I just went, I'll go to uni. For some reason, it just came to me, I'll go to uni. <laughs> and so I called up the unis the next day. And they're like, yeah, great news. You don't need to be able to read sheet music or anything. You just come in and audition and and see how you go. And we go on audition based, and I was like, "What are the odds of that?" <laughs> and I'm assuming it's worked out for the best now. Like, are you feeling a lot happier now? Now that you're pursuing what you love? Oh yeah, like every day I'm alive. I just uh, that song, uh, re- I released it yesterday. Recorded it at home, um, put a video up online. It's called um, uh, "We Could Have We Could Find Peace," um, and. You know, I was so energised. I In that recording and mixing it all, because I do everything myself, I was up for like 16 hours straight and just working on this. Wow. I slept for two hours, got up, uploaded it. <laughs> I'm guessing it didn't feel like work at all and time flew no, by? it was amazing. It was energising. I felt alive, you know. It was just a great... It's life, you know. That's wonderful to hear. I guess we better touch on today's topic of the episode. So today's episode is all about professionalism because a lot of uni students at this time in the year are now either wanting to continue work, waiting for next year, or pursuing work. Um, I guess on the musician side of things, is there any points that you found in your musical journey so far that you think really makes a musician on the professional side? Or is there any character traits you've noticed that is really like, wow, you are the other end of the spectrum from what a professional music musician should yeah, be? Yeah, for sure. There's one key trait that has inspired me and is probably why I behave that way because it's how I f- feel that I'll find success in the industry. Um, Mark Schultz, Bruce Woodward, my friend Carl Wachner, Jay Sini, all these people... Um, Tommy, Tommy Manuel, they, they're all got this one trait and they just have this intense work ethic They and and commitment to something. They say they're going to do it, they do it. You know, they don't stuff around. They're going to do it. Um, and and they if they've got to pull longer hours, they pull the longer hours and they get it done. Um, that has been the key. And I think that's not... It's not born out of being like, oh, you know, oh, I've got to work. It's born out of passion. You know, they're passionate and that's why their work ethic is so intense because they, they enjoy it. They're alive, you know. And it sounds like you've picked up that work ethic as well, obviously, writing a song last (laughs) night and then, you know, coming into the studio today to perform. We we can't wait to hear uh, the song which we're going to get you to play right now. So hopefully you're not too uh, tired and we'll be able to... (laughs) Yeah, no, voice was you know, a little bit croaky this morning, but we'll see how we go. So this song coming up just now, what is it called? And also the cover you'll be playing for us at the end of the episode, what's that called? So the song I'll be playing is called uh, We Could Find Peace um, and the cover's called Bad Man by Newton Faulkner. Excellent. Newton Faulkner, love it. Awesome. Well, let's, let's have a listen. Sweet.
We can bend metal and launch it to the moon with a man in the capsule who can be home in three afternoons. If we can bend light to win the supernovas as they give up the good fight and return to nebula, then surely we can make ourselves bend and curve our pointless prejudice. We could find all and in time all. We could find peace. can bend energy and shoot it through space Use these higher frequencies to help us communicate If we can bend sound to make our voices louder We can contact larger crowds and save ourselves from shouting that Surely we can make ourselves bend Curve our pointless prejudice We could back with the study body show and we're talking all things professionalism here now uh, of course we've had the head-to-head discussing man buns and where they're professional in the workplace and I suppose um, what we talked about a little bit was uh, you know instead of looking at appearance uh, actually looking at you know what you have to say and so we put it out on social media this week and we said we want to know if you had like a, a closing line that you would use in a job interview, the you know the turn ac- across the shoulder and you you know wind blazing through and you've got this <laughs> Dave Caruso from CSI line lined up. Um, you know what would that Deal be? Um, now we yeah, we've got we've got some great responses here. So we'll start with um, Aaron Linda nineteen ninety five on Instagram who said thank you for your time. Hope the rest of the day goes well. A nice polite response. It's a nice you know it's nothing wrong with that. You know, it's just showing some common courtesy and... Absolutely. Yeah, just general politeness goes a long way. Then we've got Anna Samara, who believes that something along the lines of, thank you for this opportunity. I'm interested in the position and think my skills and strengths would be a good fit for the organization. If you have any more questions, please contact me and I hope to hear from you soon. That's like, I feel like that's building upon what Aaron Linda said. You know, it's a bit Mm. showing that um, enthusiasm and... 
the general desire for the job and you really want to hear back, which is nice. I like the confidence as well. I think my skills uh, would fit this organization. I really, I really Ooh, like that. I that's think like that's reaffirming um, what you've got had in your cover letter. Mm, yeah, you know, Ooh. if they're if if they're on the edge, you know, you say, you know what, I think I would be a good fit here. You don't need to ask me that question. I'll answer it for you. So that's yeah. excellent. Um, Jack One Van uh, said, "Cheers, Cuzzy." And we have the opposite end of the spectrum. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like I suppose if you if you build a rapport um, that goes uh, a long way in the fifteen to minutes to half an hour you might have in your job interview, maybe you are at the stage with a little fist bump and things like yeah. that. I probably wouldn't recommend it in most situations, regardless. I can't think. Nothing comes to mind of a situation where that would work. But I don't know. Maybe they are literally your cousin. Mate, <laughs> maybe. I didn't think of that, of course. <laughs> and last one is Grace Callan. Um, it's always thanking them for their time and uh, look forward to hearing from you, hearing from you and uh, be confident. I tell you point. what, like it, it's funny, you know, looking forward to hearing from you. Um, it, uh, like I suppose you've applied for some jobs in your time. Have you, have you ever sort of been not called back after being rejected? Because I know that this is a problem that we do face in the modern time is, you know, so many people apply for so many jobs and, you know, they have to knock back so many candidates. Oh, usually, there hasn't been many jobs I've applied for that I didn't get. Oh. Like, I don't want to sound... Like, that can sound really arrogant, but, you know, when I... When I was studying, first studying, and I was straight out of school, I was like, you know, I just need a casual job like McDonald's. I applied for the McDonald's near there because I knew they were hiring. I got it. Later on, um, I knew the reef factory at USQ was hiring. I applied. I got it. Um, usually, if I spot the job, I don't really go for another one. Like, I've looked at all the options, and I just go for the one I believe I can get. I don't know. Sometimes that can be a bit silly, but it's paid off mostly. Uh, one I didn't get recently... Um, I'll get the, um, you know, the the cookie cutter email back. Like, that they probably sent all the unsuccessful applicants. But then the thing that really I found a little bit frustrating was I didn't really get much feedback, if any at all, back. Like, I just wanted just a brief sentence or two from the people I spoke to just so that's to say important. what I could do better or any pointers, what i do well, anything at all. And I didn't receive anything. I received some good words from... Um, someone close to them who heard some things or or had a hunch. But you feel like that feedback should be passed on to the applicants, yeah. I wanted the official, just a little bit of official feedback, hmm. just, you know, some constructive criticism even, you know, something. And I suppose that is hard when you do get knocked back from a job. I've been um, knocked back from a few jobs where they've kind of just not got in touch and they've... Um, left it be so it is and it, it can be a little bit soul crushing um, I suppose at the time but yeah, like you said you know even if you do give that follow up call or, or email if they do say you know look sorry you haven't got the job um, and, and you say you know look what could I do to improve next time? Because what it does is it puts you back on the radar. It makes you, um, you know, it makes you seem like you have initiative. You want to be proactive and, you mm. know, potentially if a future job comes up uh, in a similar sort of role at that company, you know, it's, that could be the difference. This is a good point you've made because recently as well, um, I stand corrected, there has been a few jobs I didn't hear anything back from now that I jog my memory. Um, last year, before I got the job that I'm currently in at the uni, in the marketing team, I did also apply for the local cinema here in Toowoomba. Um, 
never heard anything back. And it was only just recently, you know, almost a year later, I received an email saying, um, hi, Corbin, just to say, you know, you applied at this time. We never heard back from you. Oh, no. Now we're going to take your name out of the records. If you want to reapply, you're more than welcome to. So that was a real indication of, hey, I probably should have called them up mm. and done the follow-up, which I've never really done ever apart from just emailing to get some feedback. Um, I don't know. For some reason, I just never heard that that was a good thing to do. And I felt that it would come across as, it's not dating, but always come across as too eager. Mm, desperate like almost, yeah. I, yeah, I don't want to come across as desperate. Sure. I want to maintain that level of confidence. But I can completely see what you mean by um, mm. how it's positive as well. So I guess it's yeah, how you do it. So that's something I'm going to... Hopefully, I won't be out of a job anytime soon. No. <laughs> if I do, I'm definitely going to keep that in mind and give that a go. Absolutely. And, and, and we do advocate that to anybody else who is in that sort of position maybe, where maybe they have been, um, you know, turned down for a job or, you know, maybe they haven't heard back from somebody actually giving that follow-up call because it's not desperate. You know, you, you feel like it is at the time, but really it, it could be the difference between uh, you staying on their radar or, or, or dropping off completely. Hey, yeah. speaking of what's on our radar, coming up very next, very next, coming up next, <laughs> we will be chatting to a an expert in the field, more expert than we are, so we'll be able to get some tips on the Study Buddy Show. On campus, online, or on the go, it's the Study Buddy Show. And we're here on the Study Buddies show. My name's Tom. I'm with Corbin. And we are joined in studio by uh, one of USQ's very own career practitioners, Carolyn Alchin. How are you, Carolyn? Good, thank you. Not too bad. It's a lovely day. What can I say? What can you say? Well, we are locked in a little uh, sort of dark, dingy studio down here, so <laughs> we don't get to experience that too much. But hey, <laughs> you get to experience a pretty cool job as a career practitioner. What is it exactly you do? What I do is I help students, uh, both individually and in groups, to better understand the potentials that exist for them in the career world and to better understand the skills that they're going to need in that world and how much the world of work changes and develops over time. Very nice. Very nice. Not a bad job at all. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good. goes all right. <laughs> yeah, I, I've had a few careers, um, so I get I get bored easily. So changing it up consistently, developing skills, building on previous skills, etc., um, is really really helpful. And considering that about forty percent of the jobs that exist in this moment now won't exist in twenty years' time, it's probably best that we we keep changing it up from a skills base and making sure that we've got skills around that communication, adaptability, flexibility, technical skills, etc. So you're kind of like the crystal ball into the future of careers are you oh if only i could be psychic that would be a wonderful opportunity <laughs> now <laughs> i think i'd be using it for lotto <laughs> <laughs> now as a career practitioner um you must get a lot of kind of curveball questions do you is there one in particular that seems to be the most common you get well i think the biggest curveball i get fairly regularly from students is uh what should i do and oftentimes I've met them 30 seconds earlier. And that's uh, uh, my, my response is always don't listen to somebody that you only just met, okay? So um, when they say that kind of stuff, obviously there's a little bit of confusion on what their opportunities are. Um, I often say to people that they need to do as much research into careers as they would do if they're younger into buying the latest pair piece of clothing or if they're a bit more mature into the house that they rent like you wouldn't you wouldn't walk into Kmart and uh, no offense to Kmart in this situation and 
if you don't even been to Kmart, you don't even know what clothes Kmart had. The idea is is to research and see the plethora of opportunities out there. Very nice. I suppose once you've got the opportunities down and the students undertake what could be their first job interview ever, what are your top tips for tackling that, especially for the first time? Top tips for your first ever interview is presentation is key. So uh, presenting yourself and practicing in front of the mirror, okay, uh, is a key way to feel more comfortable and to remember to breathe because if you see your shoulders being used as earrings you know that you need to drop them if you're in front of the mirror and practicing those top 10 questions for interview is probably a a great idea to be able to bounce off ideas to yourself before you actually tell them to a prospective employer perfect (laughs) look at you go (laughs) now we we did ask the question online this week um what's your closing line for a job interview? So I suppose on the way out, you turn over the shoulder, you do the James Bond look and you've got this massive closing line. Do you you have one in particular or do you ever suggest one? Um, Well, put it this way. The the final thing in um, in any interview is usually the time when they say, what questions do you have? So what I would always suggest to clients is to ask the question, is there anything else I can add to my application that will increase my chances of gaining the position? So as a final question, that's what I'd say. And as I'm leaving, I'd thank them for the opportunity and I'd do the quick wave. And I'm not talking the queen wave and I'm not talking like the Jay-Z wave or, or the fist bump. I, I would have a strong, firm handshake to say goodbye and a big smile on my face. Uh, so there's no actual waving in the goodbye wave. Goodbye oh, wave. Goodbye. Well, you shake hands and you <laughs> hand up. Yes, I know. Hand up. Um, okay. Thank you, radio. This is such a visual medium. <laughs> um, it works quite well. Oh, well, it sounds like a good finish, but it's unfortunate that some people don't even reach the interview stage, which can come down to the cover letter and the resume. Is there any common mistakes you see on resumes that hinder them from reaching even the interview process, where they can do their wave? Yes. Um, uh, Teachers particularly uh, have a tendency of thinking that when they spell check that they don't tend to notice that they've put the word pubic when they were meant to write the word public (laughs) school. Um, That is is epic awkward. Um, (laughs) Any kind of spelling mistake is probably not a good start and with the current systems and technological advances of large organizations they put resumes through keyword searches and if you don't match the keywords within the application on your resume um, oftentimes your resume ends up in the bin so if you've used the word enthusiastic instead of the word motivated for example similes realistically um, you can miss out on an opportunity the other thing you can do with resumes is is um have a resume all about you because a resume isn't just about you. It's about how you best suit the position that you're applying for. So when you're thinking about the words that you use, um, you could use the word teamwork. If you say I have good teamwork skills, that doesn't tell me anything. You need to demonstrate the teamwork skills. I've developed teamwork skills through working in Phoenix Radio, uh, using my communication, speaking, listening and presenting skills with my colleagues and collaborating on outcomes and scenarios. 
Look at you go. You should be writing my resume right now. (laughs) (laughs) You've already got the perfect job, Tom. Oh, thank you, Carolyn. (laughs) I I do enjoy my job a lot. Um, So, like, uh, people who aren't very happy with their jobs or maybe they are looking at, um, you know, going for that first job interview or leaving university, how do they get in touch with somebody like yourself? Well, we're very lucky. Uh, Across the three locations, we have got people that can help. So, if you go to the Student Services website uh, on the USQ website, Uh, you're all sweet. You can make an appointment to see a career development practitioner or a career development officer and um, either catch up via phone or in person uh, to get some details and develop your resume or develop your interview skills, have a bit of a mock interview, all of the above. You do the whole shebang. We're so special. (laughs) Simply (laughs) marvellous. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure uh, taking little bits and pieces. I know Corbin and I will be uh, sitting you down shortly after this interview and having our resumes checked through with the big red pen. But um, yeah, you if you shouldn't do... have it on pink paper, Tom. <laughs> Not a good idea. Shh. Trade secrets. <laughs> oh, but it's it's been wonderful having you in. This is Carolyn Alchin, a career practitioner at the University of Southern Queensland, and you're listening to the Study Buddy Show. And it's been great having a chat to our latest USQ musician and our latest guest interview on here. And now it's time to look at the month ahead. Uh, Of course, like we've mentioned before, it's, you know, either holidays or semester three for some students. Like, what are you going to be doing um, throughout December and January, Tom? I'm actually going on a cruise um, in oh, December, so the holiday I'll, I'll be going on a little um, little island hopper for a week. So I'm, I'm very looking forward to soaking up a little bit of sunshine, maybe getting out of this dark studio and uh, giving my pale skin a, a chance to actually um, you know, get a bit of colour on it. Um, but, you know, was... apart from that, you know, it'll just be sort of working hard up until Christmas and, and seeing how the new year goes. But it's, yeah. um, yeah, as we said at the start of the, the show, it's kind of just all crept up and I can't believe it's it's it, you know it's nearly the end of the year already so it's crazy what about yourself what's your uh, what's your oh, big summer plans very low key just working and then um, looking at doing just a few short courses or anything I can find just you know sort of like on the film end of stuff if I can anywhere in Brisbane and stuff just keep my eyes open bit of time with family and friends and yeah but anyone listening who's like like going on even like a cruise or anything as well or you know they're wrapping up say their assessment with semester three they should totally uh like we mentioned before let us know on the twitter mm, um, absolutely can use the hashtag usq podcast we'd love to hear from that because this is the last episode of the year yeah so we will be back in february next year oh well i suppose i shouldn't shouldn't be so preemptive we're hoping to be back in february next year so uh, we're going to be taking a little bit of a break over january and then coming back into it stronger better and with even more content so we if people want the show to continue <laughs> like if, they, if the thought of it not continue in february they should probably make that known on twitter and instagram as well mm, yeah we'd appreciate it <laughs> not being desperate or anything no no no, no we're, we're, just, we're just um showing the enthusiasm yeah getting a follow-up <laughs> call that's follow-up. it yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, so if you are looking at any more tips, uh, remember to call and contact our career practitioner team, uh, Carolyn and the team here at USQ. They're always there to help uh, and make sure you get involved and check all that out. You can also check out uh, The Musician on their social media channel as well and check out anything we've sort of talked about. There is a lot of content on how to build a resume, how to set up a LinkedIn profile, that kind of stuff on our social hub. So that 
that's uh, you know usq.edu.au slash social hub so yeah, make sure you great stuff. check that one out because there is a whole lot of stuff there hey look have a wonderful end of 2015 whatever you're mm. planning on doing uh, make sure to stay in touch with uh, our social media team over the summer holidays and we look forward to seeing you for the start of semester one next year yeah another great year coming right up Built on battlefields and shopping malls for meadows Rivers redirect the there's no red, green, blues or yellows Take a little time to find a better blaze Away from all the noise and the drinking We can run away, we'll find a better day Not watching while the ship is sinking Do you wanna hide inside your house? Do you have a TV in your house? Do you wanna hide inside your house? Do you have a TV in your Please run away with me Animals have gone away, they've disappeared forever Humans build machines inside to think they're all so clever Take a little time to find a better blaze away from all the noise and the drinking We can run away, we'll find a better day night watching while the ship is sinking Do you wanna hide inside your house? Do you have a TV in your house? Do you wanna hide inside your house? Do you have a TV in your biz? Run away with me Please give me that bells and dreams. Please we my new in it. Please give me that bells and dreams.
been The Study Buddy Show. For more episodes, check out USQ on SoundCloud. And for other great content, be sure to check out usq.edu.au forward slash social hub.